Well, before we even get into our topic, Cole, I, I want to say thank you for your flexibility today. I thought that this new recipe, I'm trying two new things today, and I budgeted 90 minutes to try these two new things. I'm like, okay, it's this is pretty simple. I think I can burst through it. And it was not simple. And I thought that this one recipe that would take 15 minutes ended up taking like 45. It's like, no, there, no, no. <laughs> so my 90 minutes stretched into three hours and like 30 minutes. Like, no, this is like just terrible, like more than double of what I expected. So I appreciate your your flexibility with our recording time tonight. Yeah, no worries. And you know what I always say, which is not actually something I always say, but I'm going to say now <laughs> that budgeting is for money, not time. So, hey, I, it's fine by me. I don't have I don't have budgets for time. You know, I thought about starting my apology with I, I beg your pardon for, you know, taking this time. But that that little phrase, I don't know if that bothers you or not when people say I beg your pardon. Like, I feel like it's it's almost like something you say to like the president or something for killing somebody. And you're like, I, I beg for a pardon <laughs> that you grant me clemency for law breakingness. For yes. my crime, for my crime. That, that's the word, it's a crime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, it's it's what it is. I came from somewhere where it's like people would just say anything as a greeting. They'd like, hey, how's it going? You rob a bank? You know, like it, it's, they literally <laughs> would, they, they could literally put anything into a an, an introduction or a goodbye. Like a common thing is like saying shoots when you go. Which doesn't make any sense. So you'd be like, okay, shoots then. But like, what are you shooting? That actually sounds awesome. It is. It's, 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 it's nice in its own way, you know? Because then it's like, oh, shoots. It's like, you, don't, you both don't know why you're saying it. You just say it just because, <laughs> you know? It's just slang. Where does all yeah. this come from? It comes from our brains. That's true. That's true. I'm partially delaying because the state of streaming seems like a really big topic for a tired man. <laughs> uh, mm. But I think we're going to cover it. So... I guess the best place to start is what streaming services you actually use today. Well, pretty much as regards to music streaming, I would say I would use Spotify the most. You don't stream all your music through Netflix? You know, <laughs> I tried that, but apparently it's against company policy. So they, they shut me down fast for that. But no, Spotify <laughs> is what I've been using uh, for the most part. And it's actually really nice. You know, I've been using it probably for, I want to say like six years now. Ooh. Um, yeah, I know. So I'd, I'd gotten it um, back in the day when music streaming was just very new. And it was like, you could either buy stuff on iTunes or download it illegally. And then this thing <laughs> called Spotify came up where you could not just because there was like Pandora and, and stuff like that, where you could mm -hmm. like say, oh, I want something that sounds like Michael Buble. And then it would play all this different Michael Buble themed music, right? But I was the kind of guy who was like, well, you know what? I'd rather pick my songs. So then Spotify came around. And I was like, whoa. You can assemble things based on what you pick, like per song. So ever since then, I was like in love with this concept of being able to not just like you didn't have to pay for it at the time, at least. And you didn't have to pay to like assemble your own thing because I was very like, you know, I like listening to radio to a certain degree, but I'd rather like know exactly what I'm going to listen to so that I can establish the right mood and, and whatever the case may be. So in that case, I really Spotify just was like the perfect choice for for me, you know, and then eventually they had the feature of downloading things because then you don't need Internet. That was like awesome. And then um, 
and then you could uh, listen to songs, like just click on a song and listen to the song. You didn't have to put in a playlist and hear it shuffled. It was like you could stream your own music without having to buy each song. But this is amazing. It is. It was incredible. I was like, <laughs> it was one of the most profound experiences of my youth. Then from that point on, I was like, hey, I can play music all the time and not do things. Like I could, I could be listening to music instead of like listening to my teacher talk to me, or I could be listening to music <laughs> while it's like, you know, while it's super loud outside, you know, it's like you could suddenly you have all these other possibilities of how music can fit into your life. And it was just so cool to have that, that option because before it was like, you had to go get a CD, you know, and you could only play it where there's a CD player and the CD player speakers usually sucked. So it was like, now you can take it anywhere and you don't have to pay for each song. It was perfect. I don't know. I don't know. It seems like, were you in digital native where like you were born into the streaming world of I own my iTunes library and then you just transitioned from Pandora as a hot product into Spotify? Or did you build up some sort of collection on physical hardware? So that's a good question. I think... Um, what is physical hardware? It's all physical. It's all hardware. Okay. I'm sorry. I just had to correct that. In- no, no, no. That's right. There can be hardware that's virtual, virtual hardware. But that's another topic. That's all software. Come on. Uh, but they call it virtual hardware. <laughs> I mean, I, I can call it virtual money, but it isn't, you know, your Webkin's bucks aren't good for anything. <laughs> well, we'll see about that. But <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I. Um, <laughs> that's not the new cryptocurrency is Webkin's bucks. <laughs> I wish, bro. I'd be so rich. But... Does it convert to Ethereum? <laughs> Dude, can you imagine? That'd be That'd be so cool. Um, but yeah so i had um it all kind of started so well my okay let's backstory a little bit my mom um is really into music well she's she's likes listening to music i should say so she would you know like when i was in her stomach right it's a weird way to say it but i you know before i was born technically she would like you know put stuff around her stomach like headphones so that i could listen to music her favorite songs and stuff and weirdly enough when i grew up later and i was like able to speak and talk and remember things i actually remembered the songs and she never played them for me while i was out of her stomach so Hmm. that's that's a that's a side story but point being that you know i've always really loved music and so and just listening to music so when i was young um we didn't have a lot you know like economically so getting a cheap boombox which is what we called it back in the day a boombox you know a cd player or whatever and and so yeah everything was audio i had cassette tapes with old radio shows red skelton mm-hmm. uh george uh burns and allen show i mean yeah i really i really loved old radio and then i had a friend of mine he had downloaded every single beatles album onto cds and made his own like fake cd covers and stuff so i had all the beatles i was really into frank sinatra so i had all these frank sinatra cds i had i had a ton a ton of like actual physical cds you weren't kidding yeah it was it was such a revelation to me when i learned about streaming and you know it was a while before i could actually have something to stream things on i remember my friend had got an ipod and it was like one of those really really old like first generation ipods um you know, like where it's the whole thing is like rounded. It was so cool. And it can hold like 400 songs. And he had it and he would listen to it all the time. I was like, man, I really want an iPod because I didn't have a phone, right? So I was like, that was the next best thing. So I remember 
I was like begging my mom, please <laughs> let me get it. Because sometimes I would have the money, but she just wouldn't let me get stuff. So I would be like, please no. just let me let me hold it in my hands. So I had, you know, like really talked her into it and said how enriching you would make our lives and how more cultured we would be in different ways. And so, uh-huh. I, you know, after all of this, I we ended up going to like, we drove like an hour and a half to some lady's house and I paid her $60 and she gave me this iPod. And I proceeded to download everything I could possibly think of. I downloaded, um, you know, 80s music, dance music, uh, Phineas and Ferb music, uh, Rhett and Link music, like everything I could think of. And then immediately after that, which is probably like a month later, I learned that, you know, an iPod doesn't hold a lot of charge, especially an old one. So it kind of died a lot. And I got a phone. So from then it was like, man, I really love this thing, but I'm never, ever going to use it again because this is so much easier. What was your first phone? Um, oh yeah. So that's another story. Um, little backstory. My mom. (laughs) Isn't this all backstory? (laughs) It is, it is, but I like to preface it with that. So, you know, people know it's what they're getting. Um, so my mom, she always said, she always told me, she said, Cole, you're not going to get a phone till you're 16. And then we ended up going to New York for, um, this, you know, to see a a whole bunch of things with a big group. And she was like, Cole, I don't want you to be kidnapped. And I'd, I'd want you to be able to tell me if you're kidnapped. So she bought me a phone and it was one of those pay go phones. It was a smartphone. So that was nice. It was a, um, it was an old, like the first or second generation windows phone. So that phone. Wow. Yeah. And I had it, I had it before, like, cause they had a windows like a weird windows OS where it was like partially windows eight on mobile, but also partially like the precursor to windows 10. It was weird. And I remember having that phone and trying like for literally years to try and download Android onto it and somehow use it as an <laughs> Android phone. Cause it didn't have any of the apps or anything. So uh-huh. anyways, that was, I, it had Spotify, it had Spotify. So that was, that was cool. That was awesome. That's awesome. And that, so that's how you, you met Spotify or was it, did you find Pandora first? Well, my mom, ironically, my mom actually uh, started using Pandora for her dinner parties. You know, we'd have people over all the time and, and, you know, there'd be no music. And it's like kind of cumbersome to pull out your boombox and pull out a million CDs and sort through them and then pick one. You know, it's like, you know, people don't want to sit through all that. Right. So you just turn on your TV at the time Roku was invented. So... (laughs) You say this like it was like the light bulb was invented and it, then it Roku was. was invented. <laughs> it was. You know, Roku was a defining moment. Before, they only had like a very crude Apple TV and that was horrible. Ooh, those are some fighting words. Well. <laughs> but but yeah, so Pandora was then introduced as this fun, like you don't have to really pay attention to what it's doing. It just does its own thing. It puts out music. Uh-huh. It's good music. You can enjoy it, eat some food. And it was kind of carefree, right? But I wasn't about that. I was more serious. So I was like, I have to I have to get this set up the way I want it. So it was nice. It did the job, right? But I wasn't content at, at mediocrity, so to speak. <laughs> wow. Like an old rusty screwdriver. I guess it did what I wanted it to do. Exactly. But here's this magnetic one. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so what about you, Luke? Because I feel like you have some good backstory about this. Yeah. Interestingly enough... I kind of started with Pandora too when it came to streaming because I would put in like different pieces of entertainment that I thought were interesting and see what Pandora brought up, which maybe is not the way you're supposed to use Pandora, but with so few artists I was starting from in the beginning, which was great because that helped define my my taste a little bit. Can I ask, what do you mean by types of entertainment? 
You mean like movies or TV or? 100%, 100%, like like movies. I would put in, okay, um, I like this movie and I would type it in. Okay, I oh, guess that's a soundtrack. Okay. And That's oh, cool. No, this is, well, see, like one movie I put in, it was like, okay, so the soundtrack is is good, but it's all rock. And rock is somewhat in my wheelhouse, but like so much of it is not. And so it's like, okay, I'm kind of feeling through these different stations about what do I like, what I dislike. And a lot of my stuff came around to pop where it's like, okay, this is just just what I enjoy, mm-hmm. um, like electro pop. But when Pandora tries to serve you pop, I had kind of the opposite experience from you where you, you had said that your experience was carefree. And I felt like an obsessive need to manage my Pandora. <laughs> and I got real fast at switching tabs <laughs> back to Pandora and it's on its left side of my tab bar um, <laughs> to thumbs down all of the Justin Bieber songs that would come on. I wish that there was a way to like unchannel an artist and be like, okay, listen, I don't want to hear anything from this artist or this artist or this artist that are really popular in this field, but I want to know nothing about. There's just no way to tell Pandora what you want, what you don't want. (laughs) That's totally that. I mean, I say it's carefree, but that's only because we had to listen to dinner music. You know, it's all the same, right? (laughs) So, but I totally understand what you're getting at. Like, it is so frustrating when you, when you want to listen to something specific and it, you know, Technically, it's in the same thing, like that Justin Bieber thing. But I don't really like. Why do you listen to Justin Bieber when I don't have to? You know, exactly. It is. It is. It's too inclusive. Yeah, like I, I want to specify my interests down. Now, Pandora did a good job because the thumbs up, thumbs down buttons did something. Whereas, like right now, I'm an Apple Music user, and it feels like okay, your thumbs up, thumbs down accomplishes nothing. Like it's all futile. Like okay, I, I thumbs down this. Is there a better way to say that besides thumbs to downed? I, I don't know. Yeah, I think that's technically right. But it, it seems like it doesn't do anything. Whereas with Pandora, as soon as you thumb down something, that might be better, thumb down. As long as you thumb down something, you're not hearing it again. And you can go through and tweak, and it'll show you, like, this is what you gave a yes to, this is what you gave a no to, hmm. and it, you can kind of customize from there. That way, if your taste changes in six months, where it's like, yeah, you know, I do like rock more now, yeah. then your taste isn't sealed in the vault of time for when you're you know 18 and listening to pandora you can yeah. you know change what you're interested in whereas with stuff like apple music as far as i know and probably spotify too that's a black box and you're never ever going to change your preferences ever again <laughs> yeah yeah i think honestly it's spotify is is funny kind sometimes because it'll it'll change what you think what it thinks that you like based on what you listen to but if it feeds uh-huh. you stuff that you don't like to listen to it's kind of exactly. like you're in an endless loop, you know? <laughs> it's like, oh, you listen to this song five times because I played it for you five times, so you must love it, you know? It's like, mm-hmm. you must. But honestly, I have to go back. Now that you mentioned that about... I didn't know that Pandora was... Uh, I didn't know that you could, like, put in movies and TV shows. I had no idea it could do that, so I'm going to have to give Pandora a look back because that's a. have never thought of doing that. And that's so cool because movies and you know tv shows they all have very specific sounds you know most of them at least the the soundtracks are so niche but it's awesome you know sometimes you just can't find stuff that sounds like a movie or this specific movie you know well thank you i I don't know if that would make like good like cooking music or not but um i like having like an ambient playlist for that kind of thing Mm. yeah i think honestly for me, cooking just kind of goes down to as long as it's not putting me to sleep, then it's <laughs> then it's all right. You know, like as long as I don't set the house on fire, you know, and I can do a little, you know, 
if you know it's it's not somber enough where i'm like oh this is a good song so i'm gonna stay awake but i'm also gonna like cry no i want something that's gonna be upbeat and i can dance and you know so it's 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 what it is but there's it's surprising how you can find so many things to fit what you do in life you know Mm -hmm. yeah i i like that pandora was so flexible but I, I think I appreciate more now that I have control of my music library because mm-hmm. maybe I'm just kind of a hard person to please with the algorithm. And I think Pandora did a good job. Like I was really hoping that one of the streaming services would buy Pandora and use their algorithm because it was fantastic about actually figuring out what do you like. And, you know, sometimes you get into the problem where you would get in an infinite loop of just stuff that you've thumbed up. Yeah. Um, I heard, you know, the same 30 songs for a year. I don't know, something like that. But I had the opposite problem with Apple Music where it's like content is a huge part of what makes me like or dislike a song. And so Apple Music, and I I get this is a hard problem to solve because morality is not something that's baked into the algorithm. But it's like, okay, Mm. I, I have marked in my preferences. Do not let the phone play anything that is marked explicit. Mm -hmm. And yet like 30% of (laughs) of what my new music mix comes up with is like explicit. Like there's literally nothing in my library that would suggest to you (laughs) that this is something that would be up my alley. The only thing I can think that it's it's thinking is, you know, or calculating whatever, that this is pop music and I like pop music. Like, okay, like, can we get a little bit more specific than that? Like, I I just wish that it would stop picking from like the the top. 30 songs in the US or something and yeah. start picking from artists that are similar to stuff I like. Yeah, I, I can understand that. That's why that's why Spotify appealed to me so much more. Obviously, I didn't have any Apple products to speak of at the time. So anything iTunes or Apple Music related was kind of just out. But even said, it was like, you know, just to be able to create your own playlist. You know, I'm fine with listening to a playlist of a hundred songs that I've probably heard a million times over <laughs> because I've picked them. You know, it's like I'm I'm all right with that, but I'd rather not be like like you said, put into pop and suddenly there's like a million explicit songs. I'm like, well, this is technically yeah. pop, but I don't really want to listen to this. You know, exactly. Whereas I think Pandora did a good job of that, of like, OK, I'm marking what I'm interested in, what I'm not interested in. And it seemed to understand. Mm. So. I hear Spotify is a lot better than than Apple Music about about that, though, figuring out what you're actually interested in and serving similar things. Yeah, I I honestly do like it. And recently they've come out with this thing called uh, Spotify Wrapped. So at the end of every year, it'll give you a synopsis of all the different things you listen to. What was your favorite? What was like, you know, it'll generalize a lot of different things like, oh, this this was your summer song or this was your, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) But it's really cool because it'll say like all the different artists you've discovered. But in that way, it, it kind of like it helps you to see like, uh, oh, I need to like diversify my portfolio a little bit. But yeah, Spotify has some really nice features where you can I, I wouldn't say change the algorithm, but you can like, you know, input more more than than other things. It seems like, you know, I haven't used a whole bunch of other things, but at least with what I've had with Spotify, you can input a lot of data as like, OK, I don't like this or I'll add it to my library. And then it's like, oh, you kind of like that because you added it to something, you know? So it's 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 kind of strange. One thing I will say is my is a huge gripe against Spotify is it'll here we go. The shuffle, right? The shuffle feature, which should be random, right? Is technically not random. I will hit shuffle on a song, uh, excuse me, on a playlist that has 500 songs. And I will hear the same seven songs like mixed up in order, right? But I'll hear them first. 
And that's because it will play the ones that it thinks you like or the ones that you've played the most first, mm. which to me, that's that's like unnecessary, right? I mean, shuffle, like they're trying to preempt, like I can understand people might be hitting shuffle and being mad like, oh, they, they're playing all these random songs, you know, but pff, that's what shuffle means, <laughs> exactly. right? That's Yeah, I understand what they're getting at, but practically, you know, if I'm listening to the same playlist for like four years, I can tell that they're putting the same... 15 songs up first and then playing the rest of the playlist because i'll hit like if i'm driving if on my way to work i'll hit shuffle it'll play five songs right on my way back i'll hit shuffle it'll play the same five songs but just in different (laughs) order and then it'll get to the rest of the playlist you know how frustrating Uh that is nothing's perfect yet yeah i mean with computers how random can things really be yeah but almost certainly better than humans but you know we, we do what we can that's kind of something that i appreciate about Pandora. I, I I don't mean to like be hyping up Pandora like it's the end all be all. Pandora, Pandora. <laughs> yeah, let's just rename the episode the episode title to be Pandora. Like that. Let's just give yeah. it that that place. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I did like that it was like malleable in your hands. Like you could say like thumbs up, mm. thumbs down, and it would bend to your will. <laughs> you, you could just like make it play only this artist on the station, and it would do a good job about this artist and one other person it's like okay yeah. that's that's close enough to me to a library i don't get to pick the order but that's okay yeah yeah that is pretty nice i i wish i had known that much of the ability of pandora because that literally it was only used for dinner music or when mom wanted to put something on which was always either michael buble jason moraz or frank Sinatra. which i'm cool with all those guys and i like their music but when you hear the same type of music and it does sound the same, you, you're kind of like, okay, this is nice, but like I, I could, I could go with something different, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. And that's what was so great about Spotify. Cause then you could, you could mix up your playlist. You said, Oh, I'm going to listen to, I'm going to put some classical songs in here, but like the next song, I'm going to put a, a Scorpion song or a journey song. You know, it's like, it's like, you can do whatever you want, you know? And it doesn't have to <laughs> uh-huh. fit to a genre, which is pretty nice. And if you're sick of one channel, you can swap, you can swap to the other one. And- exactly have some flexibility exactly yep it's true i mean it's music is powerful and when you have something that can deliver that in a better way in a more efficient way where you can have more of it in your life that it means a lot you know it's it's not something to be to be ignored you know it's it's it is what it is but it's awesome so why not i won't disagree that it is what it is (laughs) it is what it is man that's what it is you know it's what it is what it is i I tell everybody that (laughs) No, but you have a unique perspective, though, because you're actually an artist where you've posted songs to streaming to, I know Apple Music, but probably Spotify, too. That is true. How is that? So it's interesting. You know, I never I never really understood how that process works, you know, because you have you have stuff like Spotify, Pandora, Apple Music, and then you have stuff like SoundCloud. And I didn't understand the difference between that. You know, you have to be much more professional when using something like Spotify or Pandora then, you know, something like SoundCloud, anybody can upload to SoundCloud. You don't have to pay anything. It's just boom, bang, bop. You can put anything you want on there. It um, is what it is. It, there you go. It <laughs> is what it is. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so with Spotify, if you want to upload your own music, you know, normally if you're, if you're a band that has a record contract or some sort of distributor contract, wherever you record your music, most likely the studio or your agent will already have contracts signed with distribution licensing so that you can you record a song 
you get everything cut, mixed, and by the time you have everything set to go, all the details, then it's already in every, you know, everything drops at the same time. It drops the physical album copy at the same time it drops in all these other places, that you know, virtually. So, um, so you need to, if you're a small time guy, you know, you need a distributor, right? And that can be a little messy and complicated. Um, I was able to find a really good uh, system. It's called DistroKit. I'd highly recommend it if you're starting out uh, producing anything and you want to get things out there so that people can, you know, listen and also get some money. And you don't want to just post it on YouTube or SoundCloud, which is, you know, eh, what it is. But, you know, you want to you wanna get professional, right? So there's a lot of different um, websites that'll take your song, like say you say you make it a, a quote unquote album and it has like five songs, right? Now you can either pay to release every single song or you can pay to release an album. And it's actually ridiculously expensive. I, I believe um, for like a few popular distribution sites, it's like $20 a song, $60, Ooh. 60 or, or no, no, maybe it's like 60. No, I, for, I forgot the exact number. It's expensive. It's crazy expensive. <laughs> You know, and if you're dropping something that's like an album, it's like a hundred something dollars, and that's per year, mind you, because every your licenses mm-hmm. don't get removed, or excuse me, they do get removed every year. So you have to update that, and that's just ridiculous. I mean, I'm not gonna pay. I no one's gonna listen to my stuff anyways. I'm not gonna make twenty bucks off of one song, you know, in a year. So that's ridiculous. So this website called DistroKid is awesome because it's a it's a flat rate subscription. So I'll pay 20 bucks a year and I can release whatever I want in that year. And once that year is up, they will remove the stuff on whatever streaming if I don't pay it back, right? If I don't keep my subscription active. But honestly, 20 bucks for anything I could possibly think to produce, I can drop something right now and not have to spend anything on what I drop. You know, that's just so much more convenient than having to pay per thing. Because then it's like, why would I want to release stuff if I have to pay for it, you know, uh-huh. <laughs> but I mean, that's cheaper than like website hosting. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Which is ridiculous, you know? Um, but yeah, so like, it's cool when you, when you get into that sort of area of the music world, you know, I didn't, I didn't know anything about this until I actually had to do it. Um, because it's like, you know, you learn all of what most artists have to go through, um, you know, a smaller artist, And it's like, that's a lot of work. And not only that, but like, it's amazing how these things are also connected. Like I view Spotify as like, oh, that's better than Apple Music. Pandora is so specific and whatever the case may be, but really it's all coming from the same source. It's all coming from some distributor who's just passing it out to everywhere that'll take it, you know? Like sometimes when you listen to podcasts, you can record it on a website and then they distribute it everywhere, right? So it's kind of the same thing. But yeah, it's interesting learning about that and having to deal with it is another thing. But, you know, once you get it down, it's not too bad. And you can you earn money off of it, too. How many people listen to your songs? You earn a percentage of how many views or or downloads, whatever the case may be. So, so yeah, it's pretty cool. See, that's something that kind of blows my mind, because to kind of compare here, like podcasts are fantastic because they're an open medium. You mm-hmm. can post a podcast MP3 file anywhere on any server and then have the podcast directories read it. And, you know, it's open. You're just hosting it yourself or whatever. That's fantastic. Mm. And then the other model that I can imagine is like YouTube. And that's kind of the way that I pictured Apple Music, at least, because there was some um, Apple Music ad when they were announcing it or following up on the Apple Music announcement. And they showed like 
a teenager in his like loft or something like recording oh, yeah. a track. I remember that. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it, sa- it seemed like YouTube, like you could just post this and you have an, an aligned incentive with Apple where it's like, okay, Apple gets a cut, I get a cut. That's equitable. Yeah. It, but it seems like from what you're saying, at least that's that's not true industry wide. But have you looked into how that is specifically with companies like Apple Music? Yeah, you know, Apple Music is interesting because it was founded on, you know, iTunes, right? The iTunes base has tons of stuff. YouTubers put stuff on iTunes. That was like how you sell soldier music online for so long. You know, that was like mm-hmm. the standard. The place. Yeah, pretty much, you know. So Apple Music, I believe, has that kind of built into it where you can release your stuff on iTunes and it'll show up in Apple Music because it's the same system. And iTunes verification for what you publish is a lot less strict than some other places. Like you don't necessarily need to be verified, quote unquote. You don't need to, whatever the case may be, right? So that being said, like it's it's almost a, it's a nicer thing in my opinion to have, you know, to have something that distributes it everywhere because it it makes it seem more reputable. Like I don't want to be, if I'm, you know, if I'm really trying to make something, which I'm not saying I really am, because it's just it's just a hobby, right? Sure. But if I really was trying to make something, I wouldn't just want to be the guy like, oh, this this YouTuber that posts music, and you know, I want to be like considered as an artist. And I think that's why things like Spotify, they're so very strict, things like that, because they want to validate their artists and keep it keep the platform open to like this is professional music. You know, not saying that Apple Music isn't like that because there's a lot of stuff that I wish was on Spotify that's not. There's failings in a lot of those aspects. But in regards to just the ease of uploading, it's probably easier, honestly, on a lot of places where, you know, they, they're built on on these upload whatever you want kind of thing compared to something where it's like, you need a record, you need an album, you need full copyright license. I mean, it's like, that's that's You need so a contract. Much. Yeah. And it's it's it is really backwards when you think about how everything is so commercialized in that aspect. You know, it's like, why do I need to pay? <laughs> why do I need to pay to have this out? But it's like, oh, aren't they giving you my product? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Why do I need to pay? But then it's like, oh, well, these guys paid because they signed a record. But it's like they also, you know, are making millions on their songs. So it's like, you know, it's it's weird. It's what it is. But it is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> so what I'm going to say it is what it is. It seems like Spotify is willing to compromise, though. Like Spotify has broken down that wall with $20 access to distribution. Like if they're saying professional voices only, we're only listening Mm -hmm. to record labels or something, then, you know, they're kind of being hypocritical there if if artists who don't sign some sort of contract can get access to that. I don't know. Does it seem like that's a distribution thing or is it just I don't even know what my question is. So I'll I'll just drop it. I know what you're trying to say. I think it's a. The distribution system that I'm using, I think, is fairly new. Um, it's fairly new, and so a lot of people are kind of either they're they're you know they're signed up with their old distribution methods where you pay per per thing and per year. But um, at least for this, Spotify recognizes this as something reputable and something that that makes sense for them to want to you know validate. And say, okay, you can put your stuff there. You know, you have the proper people that can set up all the things that's copyrighted and whatever. And I think Spotify at some point is just like, well, you know, if you can do that, then as long as we're not going to get sued and you're not going to get sued, even though we don't really care about you, then it's fine, you know? And 
And actually, I think the person that founded this uh, distribution company was actually one of the guys who ran the other companies who was like the standard that, that made that whole system. And he was like, this is dumb. So why don't we just do it this way where it's easier for the smaller, for the little man, you know, and and then it's it's fine. And so I think that's kind of how that started. But it is it is actually really surprising to think that, you know, there's cheaper ways out there and that these big companies will recognize that as legitimate. It's not something you see every day. I mean, you still have to pay, right? It's not like it's perfect, but, you know, it's, it, is, it is what it is, you know? It is what it is. <laughs> yeah, I think there's an interesting analog between your story about distributing music and at least my personal experience distributing this podcast because select companies like Spotify that require, okay, you need to submit to our directory and create an account and blah, 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 blah. And I'm happy to submit to a directory like Apple Music where I need to, not Apple Music, uh, Apple Podcasts, where I have to create an account with Apple Podcasts and submit the feed and they'll review it and um, validate that the feed meets the criteria to distribute there. And that is kind of the the de facto distributor for podcasts. That's okay. But then like there are other competitors like Spotify where it's like, I I really don't want to. <laughs> like yeah. it's just not not important to me to distribute on this one network. And yeah. I, I have some problems with Spotify as a company w- with their approach to podcasting. But that's that's just a personal thing. And so I I, I just don't want to do like the extra work for Spotify as a segment of the market. Mm-hmm. But like as an Apple user, then it's important to me personally to have, okay, I want to have my podcast available on Apple Podcasts. So I'm willing there, but not everywhere. Yeah, I totally understand that. And so that kind of leads me to to bring this comparison forward. Do you think that with that ad that we were talking about a few minutes ago about the teenager in the loft creating music and posting it like it's YouTube, do you think Apple Music has lived up to that promise? Or is it still like, still kind of the wall garden of you need to be validated <laughs> to get in um mm. like with a label or something maybe maybe your experience kind of tells that in a way it's it is different from how it used to be in terms of iTunes i think you know apple music along with most everything apple it has a longer it takes longer for things to be validated as meets the criteria like you said you know like i remember back when I played Minecraft on my mom's tablet, it took forever for them to, you know, this is kind of a side story, but whatever, um, <laughs> for them to for them to validate the updates for Minecraft. And so you'd be waiting, but that's whatever. So like, I think the same thing applies to a lot of things Apple related. Like it, it just takes a long time for them to make it, make sure it's, it's good, right? Which is, it's not a bad thing. And I think that that opens up more flexibility with, you know, with quality control as, as opposed to like Spotify where, you know, maybe it's, it's a faster release and they don't check things as enough, but you have to have somebody who's, you know, distributing. And if you've already done that, then they're assuming like, oh, this is probably all right. You know, I don't think they probably put as much effort into stuff on Spotify than on Apple music because Apple music is very, you know, you know, you can put whatever you want. So they want to make, oh, well, I don't really want this on there, you know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, yeah, and and like what you're saying, and a lot of people don't really think about that, you know, like I, like I had mentioned earlier, big bands, right? They write, they cut something and it's everywhere. But for me and you, like, I'd rather put my stuff on Spotify because I use it, right? But you'd rather put your stuff on Apple Music because you use it. So I think they, they kind of play to their, their strengths of, oh, I know people want to use my thing. 
So I'm going to make it easier in this way. And the other one's like, oh, well, I know I'm going to make it faster, but they have to pay me just a little bit of money. You know, so it's like it's a uh-huh. weird balance that they share. Well, I think part of Spotify's ability to wave things through faster is that it is getting validated. And so there is money that's being put on the table to make sure this is OK. Exactly. Whereas platforms like Apple have to hire a staff to validate, okay, does this meet the criteria? They have to build an automated system to check that the track has the right metadata or whatever. It seems like Spotify puts that more on the artist to get that figured out on their end or on the the validator that they trust. Whereas Apple is like, okay, we'll let anybody through, but you have to meet these criteria. Do you think that's an accurate assessment or is that just my impression? I, I honestly think that is. I mean, I have a very limited knowledge even to the knowledge I do have of, you know, mainstream distribution. But I've noticed, like, even for some semi-famous bands and stuff, I'll be listening to something in the album that's, you know, I have, like I, like you do also, I have it where anything explicit won't be played or won't show up. So, you know, I'll be I'll be listening to stuff, you know, carefree, like, and then, you know, in the middle of the song, they'll drop a whole bunch of swear words. I'm like, oh, where, where did that, where, where did that come from? Scrambling exactly? for your phone across the room. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, why did it, why did it happen? You know, but I think it's like what you said, they just don't, they don't have to do that. Or at least they don't feel like they have to, you know, and it is backwards. It does seem kind of pay to win. Um, but in the end, who's going to listen to stuff on Spotify more than Apple music? You know, maybe they're, they're limiting, you know, I think you could make the argument for either platform that they're limiting how much people can input and add in some way and also how much people will take away like for me i'd be like oh if i'm like maybe if i'm younger if i'm making really good music but i don't have a job it's like wow i'd only want to put stuff on apple music because i don't have to pay and a lot of people listen to it right but Uh if i'm like i can pay a little bit a year and i can get it on spotify which is what i use then it's like why not do that and if i feel that more people use spotify over whatever you know it's all very opinionated and don't yeah, there's me a value started. pack less there. Exactly. Yeah. And don't get me started on Google Play Music, which is now not a thing, sadly, <laughs> because that was cool for a time because you could put stuff. Uh, that's that's another topic. I'm sorry. I'm getting a little sidetracked, but it's that was like a on whole this YouTube. show. <laughs> true, 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 true. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's it's all to the the eye of the beholder or as you know, what? I just have a revelation side point. Here we, um, go. we should make this podcast. Uh, the The title will be "It Is What It Is." Put it, put it somewhere. Put it in the description. Put it as my name. I'm fine with that. You can list me as "It Is wow. What It Is," but I think because this whole this whole thing encompasses, it is what it is. Music is music. Can I put a little shrug after that. You can. You can a virtual <laughs> shrug. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's cool how things like that work. That you really won't know until you have to. You actually have to interface with stuff like that. Wow. Okay. Plus ten points for saying interface with stuff like that. That's 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 very good. Okay. I try I try to you know enhance my diction when I'm talking to other people to make it seem like I know what I'm saying, but really I don't. I'm just <laughs> I'm just kind of rattling off whatever the first thoughts come to my brain. I'm like, oh, this is a smart word. Ten dollar word. I'll use this instead of like connect. You know, interface. Oh, that's now <laughs> now I'm a genius. You know, whatever. I think we'll call it there. Okay, sounds good. Call, do you mind signing us out? It is what it is. Uh-huh.